It's Mother's Day right here in Toronto on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're going to find out the answer to the age-old question. Can mums be funny? Can your mum be funny? Are mums funny? Of course they are. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight's episode goes out to all the babies, mamas, <laughs> babies, mamas, mamas. I'm Dean Young. You are tuned into Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and we're about to go inside the moms. Is that what mm-hmm. you said? You were about you to go inside for, the yeah. moms. <laughs> wow, that's what it sounded like to me. Anybody who tunes into this show regularly knows that I haven't gone inside any moms in quite quite some time. Uh, but we do have a panel of moms in su- the funniest moms in Canada. I'm going to oh, say God. right now, bless absolutely. You. Right here in studio this Sunday night, we have, of course, Kelly Fanson returning to the show. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a, bit, it's been a minute, as the kids say. In If they still years. do. I don't know, right? It's been a bit. We have Martha O'Neill in studio with us. Hey, Dino. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. And, of course, another friend of the show, Precious Chong. Hello. Look at this powerhouse panel of hilarious moms. I love the friend of the show. Friend right? of the show. Of the Thank show. you. Yeah. You know, I to me, that is like, that's an honor Rarium, a yeah. banner that I put on anybody who's done the show a couple of times. And some people are like, no, I'm not your friend, though, of the <laughs> show. Yeah, but they're not moms. We're your friends. That's friend, right. Dean. Yeah. Thank of you. Yeah. Of course, we if want you've everybody been here, to just be friends. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a very mom way to kick Play things nice. off? Yeah, Play nice. Play nice. Play nice. Play nice. I do want to, and of course, we're going to get get into this as the show goes on. But I do, the first thing that I, that I was thinking of when we're doing this Mother's Day panel is, and all three of you have been at stand up for quite some time, is how you balance out. The weird, dark underbelly that is stand-up comedy. Going in and doing that, and then going home like I'm raising a family now. I'm back to being a mom. Yeah. Like, how do you balance those things? Yeah. It's so I, light and dark. I you don't. don't. No. <laughs> it's the light and dark. It is though. No. No. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't do that. I don't balance it. I, I mean, I drop in, drop out. Yeah. Like Martha's far more. You're far more in that world. I'm busier. Um, it, but when the kids, I've been doing it for so long. The kids were quite small when I started, and it required a lot of babysitters and a very patient husband. You know, I lost a lot of money, more money than I've probably earned in comedy. I've spent on babysitters over the years. Yeah, not quite true, but uh, it's it's hard. But it's for me, it's more the mindset than the time. Yeah, I, I was the, even thinking the, making dinner and then being like, okay, I got to go do a set at a pot room and come home reeking <laughs> yeah, like yeah. marijuana yeah. you know what i mean that's the thing that sometimes and it's like hearing about dicks all night yes. and then coming home and yeah well even just like thinking about dicks all night like it's kind of <laughs> just like how your mind works that's also like i have two boys they're men now and they've either watched me perform or you know i kind of make them read some of the scripts that i write and it's not your typical like mom son relationship yeah. when they're sort of seeing the dark side of your mind and the like sexually inappropriate side of your mind if you want to call it that like they kind of get that angle with me and I can only hope that you know that's a healthy environment. Well, and you talk about that a lot on stage. You do a lot of material about I that do. too. Yeah. 
But it is funny, like, I don't know, when you guys are out doing some mic and working on some new material and you see these, like, 21-year-old well, open mikers. Well, it's weird because <laughs> like, my son is getting closer and closer to the age of the comedians uh, that I'm performing yeah. with. So it's, like, this weird, like, or, or the comedians you've slept with. Yeah, no. let's be honest. <laughs> my no. son, I don't sleep with comedians. My oh, son started nice. doing stand-up. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? just, yeah, he just started. He's only done a few sets, but that is a different vibe altogether. Because I want to go out there and kind of, I don't want them, the, my peers to look at me as a mom. I want them to think I'm just a comic and I'm fun to be with. But then when you drag your 18-year-old out to a mic... And I think that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I love I don't know. that. I do. I love it. I'm torn, though, because I, I don't want... It changes the energy of what people think about me. Do you know? Right. Well, it's like your roles are overlapping. You're yeah. like comic slash mom. But yeah. My, yeah. my son is pretty savvy. He's like... Uh, I'm like, oh, I have a gig. And he's like, is it paid? <laughs> <laughs> is he your manager now? It's a fair he question. Knows. Yeah. He, he do you knows. think your kids are funny or because you do what you do? I mean, my son thinks he's funnier than me, but, but uh, I get a lot of my material from him. I mm -hmm. do, I have to admit. It's weird now that he's, that he's getting older. So like videos that he's in, we do some sketch videos that he's been in when he was younger. Now there's like, I'm like, oh God. Well, I crossed friends wanna... with, a, with a couple yeah. bits. Yeah. Yeah, that were oh, a little private for a boy, you know? And I kind of <laughs> went, mm, I think we'll just have to take that. Do you guys, did you your so. kids see you perform? You, you yeah. said yes, right? My my kids have never seen And Tom did, my son, um, when we did that one mic together. But uh, I've told them never go on to YouTube, just just don't, which yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't think he's, my son is, hasn't seen me do stand-up. No. I mean, he's seen me do other stuff. Like It's more about me being plays. uncomfortable with knowing he's out there. Yeah, well, family is yeah. weird anyways. Yeah. But so. I think, and you know, other comics have that with like, oh, I hope my parents never see this or I hope my family never does. But I want to get into the, more of that on the show tonight uh, about how you guys balance out those two roles and those keep those worlds kind of separated or bring them together like Kelly does. Uh, when we come back to the show, we have a special <laughs> guest on the line. We're going to have Samurai calling in from NYC right here on this Mother's Day special on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Julia Ladkowitz, and you're listening to Inside Jokes 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And on the line from New York City, we have comedian Sam Morell, who has appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Conan on TBS, Inside Amy Schumer, and last year his special Positive Influence was the highest rated on Comedy Central. We have him right now on the line. Sam, welcome to the show. Hey, man. How's it going? How you doing? I'm all right. You know, I got a late start today. I think my friend was on uh, the Tonight Show last night, Phil Hanley. So uh, I, uh, I ended up having too many tequilas. At the oh, cellar. that's fine. You know, this is Canadian radio. You could be as hungover as you want. Good. I good. think all of our guests always are, except for maybe the moms that are in studio with us today. <laughs> I do. One thing I wanted to ask you after watching some of your stuff, and of course, Vince, our producer, uh, got me into some of your stuff. The one thing that's really interesting about you is. Something will happen in the news, or something will come out and you know be going on in pop culture. Some new TV show comes out, and it seems like you're on stage at the cellar, like talking about that that night. Like, how do you process this stuff so fast? How do you write this stuff so fast? I'm just. I think I do too many sets, so I just get bored out of my mind, and I just hate my material. So anything <laughs> to have a new joke, you, know, you just start to hate. Like you, you hone these jokes, and then you just start to hate them. It's weird. It's like it's like raising a kid. And he's a good kid, but you're like, I don't like this kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm related to the parents on this show, you know, the mom. That's true. It's like, yeah, you 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 get <laughs> you throw that baby out with the bathwater. So it's like you want to always keep things fresh because I mean, you're getting this reputation for that already as being one of one of the best joke writers on the New York stand-up scene. 
And I think, is that for you, is that important to just keep it rolling all the time? It's, you know, I have horrible ADD and I, and I get really bored with jokes but now, I think. And I think, you know, I, I've been on the road a lot lately, so that plays a role in it. And, you know, when you're doing 15 minutes in the city, it's one thing. But I never wanted to be one of those guys where you could see the wait staff. Some guys are doing the same 15 minutes every night. You see the wait staff mouthing their jokes. And yeah. I never wanted to be one of those dudes. So I guess there's like, you know, the fear of being a hack and the fear of never creating more and the fear of uh, mostly, it's mostly fear, I guess. Yeah, tr- yeah, fear drives you, especially in New York, I feel like. Cause, uh, New York- I don't know what else to do at this point. Like at this point, it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be acting on some sitcom. I mean, I'm sure the money would be great, but I think it would make me miserable and unhappy. And Finham does make me happy, and it's crazy that it makes me. I do feel fulfilled by it. So I want to, I want to give, I want to give new material because I mean, what else am I going to do during the day? You know, I've I've, been, I've nothing else to do. A stand-up comedian who is driven by happiness. That might be the first time that's ever been said on this show in the history of this show. I'm driven by happiness. I said I, <laughs> I said I'm I'm pretty happy, but yeah. uh, uh, no, I mean you gotta if if you like you realize how lucky you are to be doing this and to be enjoying life a lot and uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else to do during the day. I gotta have new material. Well, and one thing, like, you, you, there's a lot of terms being thrown around about you, you know, kind of the the old, like, fastest rising, best up-and-comer. How do you make waves like that in a scene that's known for being as aggressive and cutthroat as New York stand-up is? Like, how do you rise above the pack? I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't feel like I am. I have no idea. <laughs> you definitely are. Uh, I think just, you know, for me, good stand-up is kind of, lacking in stability and comfortability and, and I feel like I'm never comfortable. I just don't feel like I'm not home enough to be comfortable. I feel like I'm never landing on my feet really. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know, I feel like I just try to I, I constantly don't feel good. Like I was at the cellar last night. I just watched David Tell for thirty minutes and I was like, God, I'm not funny. That guy's the funniest guy. You know, so I think constantly like a healthy amount of self hatred you know, like, yeah. not, don't hate yourself enough to be like, oh, I'm not anything important. You do you need a, I mean? yeah, it keeps you grounded, I guess, and it and just pushes you to try and be what you want to become. I get, And it's interesting, too, because, I mean, the cellar is a place like that. We don't really have that here in Toronto and, and here in Canada in general. I mean, you know, we, we we don't have clubs where just some famous comic or somebody who's on a TV show or whatever might just pop in at any given time and just workshop some new material. We have, like... We know people are coming here six months in advance, and you have to buy theater tickets, you know? So when you're going to a place like The Cellar and working with everybody else, you get to see these people that might have been heroes for you coming up, and you just watch them work on new stuff, right? You have access to that. They're still heroes. They're still heroes. I mean, Sunday, I was in Indianapolis all weekend doing shows and doing longer sets, and I come back to the city Sunday night. I'm following Colin Quinn on Sunday. Colin's one of the best ever, you know? And then last night... I went on right before Tell, so I stuck around and watched Tell. So you're seeing people that are creatively doing something that you really aspire to do. And, and uh, they're prolific, and they're funny, and they're original, and they've been at it for so long that it's, like, it's not even, like, it, some comics, they switch, and it's some sort of character, but for them, 
they're just that person. It's like they're just talking to you on stage, and there's, like, a beauty of that. It's almost like instead of just turning into Superman, you're always Superman. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we're going to come back with more Samurai and, of course, our panel of moms right here on Inside Jokes. We'll be right back right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, everybody, this is Joan Kelly Walker from The Real Housewives of Toronto, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We have in studio with us a panel of comedy moms. I would say, I don't know, we have Kelly Fanson, Martha O'Neill, Precious Chong. What comes first, by the way, you guys? Would you say comedian or mom? Oh, God. Right? Teen. You know? Or is it just both? Because comedy moms, you don't... person? Person, no. yeah, of course. I mean, a comedy mom... Like, remember, there was a... Momix? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's what's in me. the back of my head, yeah. Don't, don't. No. There's, like, there's a bad sort of... is There's a bad connotation to mom comedy, isn't there? Yeah. Or is it just yeah. my own... Momity, yeah. We are comedians oh, who happen to have be kids. moms. Have kids. Yes. A lot yeah. of badass comedians yeah, have kids. Yeah, you should kids. leave with that. You should leave with that, because, like, it's... If you put the parent first it's like it's always negative right like right bad joke exactly yeah. yeah exactly like so their kids are lame but you can be a cool <laughs> parent, you know? like is amy schumer now a momic no no. Well, that's, <laughs> and of course, we have Sam Morell on the line from New York. And actually, yeah, so Sam, Amy just had her baby, of course. And Amy is a fan of yours. Is Amy like a comedy mom to you, would you say? I would never, I would never say that. That's, that's insulting. Uh, no, you know what Amy is? Amy, Rachel Feinstein is like one of my best friends. So yeah. Rachel's almost like a big sister to me. So Amy's kind of like my, my big sister's cool friend who, who like come over occasionally. I'm like, oh, cool, Amy, you know? Yeah. And then Amy, uh, I just sent her a, a, a mom gift. I sent her, a, I sent her a onesie for a baby. I, my thing is, I'll send like really bad. I like really bad jokes. So the onesie, it's a picture of a pickle, and it says, "I'm kind of a big deal." <laughs> <laughs> That's my gift. <laughs> and also, don't forget how many comedians uh, who are dads, yeah. and it never comes up. Well, and that's the thing. Like there, and I—that's one of the things I wanted to really get into on this show. Like Louis C.K. And- yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It comes up all the time, but but uh, you know he he'll like do material on it, but no no one's like he's a dad comic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And moms do get slapped with that label for sure. Mm-hmm. It's you know there's well, less and less. I mean, Ali Wong did her special, Pregnant, but it, yeah. it was amazing. I, and there aren't that many of us either. Like no, it, it, to stay I, the uh, course. I, I like. To, I don't go as dad comic. I go as a as a pull out right on time comic. That's what I go as. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like anything else. I mean, that's that's what stand up is. Something big or happens in your life, and you take that to the stage. That's all it is, right? So you might have a family at home, or you just had a baby, or whatever's going on in your life. That's just something that you go up there and talk about. It's weird that you do get this like these labels thrown at you as a mom and a comic, right? Well, it's sort of like the female comedian kind of totally. thing. I mean, I yeah. get it because it's a subset. Mar- <laughs> it's marketing. It's it's niche, mm-hmm. and I think it also sort of ha- is a turnoff for some people. I don't know. Maybe it might, it's my I'm own not judgment. A fan of that. I'm not, I, I like just putting on like a show, being like, "Here's a bunch of comedians." And like, I, like I don't like feels like they're just reaching, and it's like, "Oh, come to Latino Laughter Night." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just put on four Latino comics and call it comedy night. Why does that have to be some dumb marketing ploy, you know? I mean, that's the ideal, but uh, for audiences, sometimes they love the packages. I don't know why, but they do. I don't even, but I think they're, like, used to it. But I feel like they could get you, if the show is, like, really good, I don't know. Maybe, what do I know, man? I'm, I'm, I, you know, 
I'm, I was in Indianapolis all weekend. I don't know. <laughs> Everything changed while you were in Indianapolis. <laughs> no, it is true. I mean, well, for you guys, it's almost like, is there this vibe of like, oh, here, here's the mom coming. Like you'd go to some mic or something and it's almost like everyone... Every kid there thinks you're all of a sudden going to give know. them what shit. I don't know. What do you think, Dean? Is that true? You were in the stand-up scene. Did, did you have that? Did you have that impression when of us? No, in? I never did. But I also feel like I was. I started a bit later, too, I think, too. Right. You know? Like, I was never doing stand-up when I was, like, a 20-year-old in college or whatever. I missed out on all that. Not I, by I, that many yeah. years. But, like, so I never... Everybody... I just viewed everybody in comedy as just, like, you came around before me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody has seniority over me. <laughs> Even people who are like had started when they were like fourteen or whatever were the same <laughs> as like someone who's a mom. Way to not, that's such a way to not turn on an older woman to say you have seniority over me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Yeah. Would you like a cane? Yeah, true. Well, when I started, I, I started a bit later, but most of my peers were. I used to say I could be their white trash mom. Like I was only, yeah. you know. Um, not that many years, but now I could actually be their mom, mom for many of many of them because I've been in it so long. And I, you know. Yeah, and I guess there was this sort of that vibe about like I do remember doing shows with you early on, mm-hmm. and it just but you just it was just here's a comic who's been around for a while. That was kind of the yeah. Thing, I you know? I don't talk about my kids that much on stage, and it's not a conscious choice. It's just what I find funny, and my kids are not funny, you know. So uh, yeah, I don't draw attention to the fact that I'm a mom. Yeah, it all depends on what lends itself to your material, too. I mean, like, Kelly talks a lot more about her kids and her relationship with her kids. Precious well, for you, I guess it comes up sometimes. Like but Yeah, like both. I mean, I talk about my family both yeah. ways, and yeah, it comes yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I didn't our, shy away from it, but it wasn't the only thing I... I, I wasn't. I, mar- I don't market myself, no, I guess, maybe. No, Sam, I, do I just you... didn't feel like a mom most of the time time <laughs> yeah you're just you're a person doing comedy you know that's what we all is people doing comedy. sam if you had kids do you think you would still be doing this yeah yeah i don't know i'm, I'm too far in to know how to do anything else it's, i don't know how else to make money at this yeah point. it sounds um, like <laughs> but, uh, i mean uh yeah i don't i i just am like terrified of being a terrible father so i just haven't done it yet i think i just know i wouldn't be a good dad yet so yeah, I'm on the road too much. But yeah. I'd like to have kids. I'd like to have kids at some point, probably. Well, you know what? You never know until maybe it'll just happen to you. Maybe and then you're, you're a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, maybe you're a dad now. <laughs> you are. You were just in Indianapolis. You're on the road. Who knows, okay. Sam? Right? Yeah, uh, but you notice they always, like, whenever they become a good parent, they always kind of give up, like, a little bit on their dreams, I think. A little, don't you think? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You'll turn, you'll turn down, you know, big Certain tours things. or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, certain things become... I feel like I have to be selfish right now. Can you imagine telling your kids, like, look, I love you, but I got to go to Edmonton this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least maybe not for Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sam, of course, you're coming up here. You're coming to Buffalo. You're doing Helium, uh, May 16th to 18th. Yeah, I'm pumped. I love uh, I love uh, <laughs> I love Buffalo. Last time I was on Tinder, there every girl looked like Artie Lang. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, and where? Are we? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm pumped though. It, it's a, helium is great, man. The, all, Mar- the guy who runs Helium is like he's the best. So it's, I'm, I can't wait. Helium's a great club. Make sure you go check out Samurai Live May 16th to 18th. Uh, and where can people find you online, Sam, and see some of your stuff? I post a lot of clips on my Instagram page on, on Sam Morrell, M-O-R-R-I-L, and uh, I, there's a bunch of clips on uh, on YouTube. And you can see my full special uh, full positive influence, cc.com slash Sam I don't know if that works in Canada. It might not work, but if it doesn't, just listen on Spotify or wherever you can use it. 
All right. Perfect. Thanks for joining us today, Sam. And go see Sam live in Buffalo at Helium next week. Uh, thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank All right. you. Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam. Bye, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet Bye, you. Nice to meet you. We'll be right back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello, this is Fiona O'Brien, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh, there we go. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. If you didn't know this, it's a fact. Your eyes can have it all. Hakeem Optical. Right? Did you know this, Kelly Fancy? Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. Tell my eyes. Right? Mama said, check your eyes. I always someone always does the jingle too. It's great. I love that late 90s or late 80s, early 90s hip hop where it's like you don't need to swear. That's my jam. Yeah, right? Just like as long as it rhymes, you're good. You're golden. That's all we of course have a panel of comedians and also who who just so happen to be moms. It is Mother's Day. Have we been torturing you about that? Not at all. No, because I actually this is the stuff I want to talk about. This is, of course, our Mother's Day special. I I, but we we got into this a little bit before the break about how, you know, there's lots of comics, male comics who have kids. But they don't get on these random shows where it's like the dad comics. I mean, it happens, of course, but like for moms, it's like it's almost like you get that label first before right. a comedian. Right. It's almost like it's a warning. Yeah, it's a warning. It's like, oh, oh, this she's gonna come into this open mic mm-hmm. and tell everybody to put their drinks down or something. You know, like, <laughs> right. it's yeah. not gonna be or fun wine. anymore. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna hand out vitamins and blankets. And condoms. <laughs> Con- yeah, that would be useful. Well, you're actually. the cool mom, Kelly. Yeah. I, yeah, I had condoms that. all over the house. Like I just made sure they couldn't candy use bowls them. full of Every- yeah. okay condoms everywhere. Condoms That's good yeah. to know. Everywhere. It's good to know. Oh, yeah. Last night, my son, I thought he was had he had a jujitsu tournament on Sunday, and then he was really tired, so he fell asleep really early last night. And then I thought, oh, he must be still asleep, so I I, I wanted to make sure he was okay. And I went in his room, Uh-oh. and he was on with his headphones on his phone, and I was like, are you watching porn? <laughs> I couldn't help it. He wasn't. Have He's you ever like, had no, like that happen? With kids today? No, not yet. But he is fourteen. Yeah, I know. Anyway. What? See, I, was, I don't know. Like, what should I do, things. Dean? Tell us. Tell us what should well, we do. Well, here's the thing. Like, I can't imagine what that because this is like everything's so accessible now, I right? Know. It's not like I was a kid that long ago, but I was still <laughs> a kid in the era of either found porn. Right. So it'd be like, yep. what's this magic garbage bag? And it would always have like this glow coming out of it, like the Pulp Fiction suitcase, right? Right. <laughs> just, just this garbage bag in the forest. Why are and they always hoard in forests? It. I, I don't know. Always I picture more yeah. like, what's in the box? It's always yeah. in the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you grow up in the suburbs, there's always someone in that neighborhood is like <laughs> it's throwing their away stash. bags of porn. No, or it's hidden in the forest. The or you would yeah. have like, I don't know, you would go, have to go on like, it was either scrambled TV channels yes. that you didn't actually have, mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. You would. Yeah, yeah, or like you d- six hours to download a thirty second clip on like LimeWire or whatever. Oh, so those were yeah. my options. Yeah, there was no just like hopping on your iPad or whatever. So I don't know. Like, well, Kelly, you have you do a lot of material too, but you're raising two like college well, age adult boys. They're men now. They're boys yeah. to men. Yeah. So how did you monitor the porn intake? Yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah, I know one of your jokes about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, I feel uh, like I shouldn't. Um, talk behind their backs but um well what were your what were your did you have any restrictions did you try and do like parental 
No. No. <laughs> but they weren't, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like they were jerking off all over the house. Like, right. it felt pretty civilized. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, um, I think if there was a concern, right. then yes. But, you know, we talked about sexuality. Like, it, we have a very open household in that way. So um, I didn't really feel like there was a need to regulate anything. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some things that I wasn't supposed to see. You right. know, like I've seen, you know, through a crack in a door, you know, just like keep walking. Yeah. Let that happen. Um, I, I, there's this one time, I don't know. Do you, should I? Mm-hmm. Well, go for it. Okay. All right. I'm so sorry. Give us the dirt. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was, I was in a, like in a mood and it wasn't a good one. And my son, like he was supposed to clean the house or he was supposed to, you know, clean his room. I think it was. And he was like, I'm going out. And I was like, okay. And, uh, and I was, I was pretty upset. So uh, I actually went into his room and I saw that everything was clean. Like he, he like, it was perfect. He cleaned everything Um, except for like just a Kleenex, like on his, um, (laughs) on his bedside table. (laughs) And because I was upset, I needed to wipe my, oh Oh, no. And I picked it up. Oh no. And it was fresh. Oh God. But it was clean. (laughs) It's good for your skin You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, like that's like it wasn't. You were gross, proud about you know how tidy I mean? like he I was? was. Like no, I was very like, tidy boy. Like, it wasn't like it. It was. Oh a, God, I knew too much about yeah. it at that point. Yeah, like yeah, I was almost grading the um yeah quality. <laughs> oh God, what is EM quality? I don't know what that is. What? No, I was no, just like grading the quality. Yeah. Oh, isn't that gross? It is completely like a, what I'm saying gross. is a lot goes through your mind. I I, like, yeah. I don't think I should be judged I mean, here because unless it's happened to you, you actually it's, don't. It's know. your well, kid yeah. and it's bodily fluid. Yeah, it, it feels familiar. But maybe familiar not. wasn't what came to mind. But it was. Uh, it was and I mean, sh- it was definitely you're a shock. Not stepping over a minefield of crunchy socks like everyone else's mom. So that's <laughs> good. But no, no socks was not you an know? issue. Long showers. Yeah, yeah long, long yeah. Showers. It was me and my brother growing up. Same thing. That was a whole house. Of, <laughs> yeah. I remember actually. Remember Jonathan? Jonathan Torrance mm-hmm, had that yeah, like yeah. talk show for teens, and he had Doctor Sue on there, the the sexpert. And I remember there was an episode where she was like two teenage boys. She was like. What you can do is you take a sandwich baggie and put some sort of like vegetable oil in it or something for lubrication. And then you put it between the, your mattress and your box spring. And that's how you simulate no. sex. And my grandma was over one day. My grandma's just OCD clean freak. That's where I get all this from. And so she would just clean our house randomly. That's what she would do. And so she found <laughs> the baggie. My brother would kill me, but he doesn't know what radio station I'm on. Uh, <laughs> She found the baggie in between the mattress and, the, and she's like, "What is this? Mikey's eating in bed." Like, no, I knew he wasn't. Can I tell you? I have a story He's about Doctor Sue. Salads. All right, we'll come back with more Doctor <laughs> Sue and more start. mom horror stories right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Hey, this is Nick Reynoldson, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Oh, beautiful. What a what a good message, too. Mm-hmm. Mamas, yeah. don't let your babies grow up to message. be cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys, DJs, what else? Magicians. Comedians. Comedians. My son is a magician. Oh. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, Kelly? There's nothing wrong with that. There is, I'm not judging it. Yeah. But had he said he was going to be a mime, 
Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's like, there were things he was doing with kerchiefs before. That was a trick. <laughs> that was a ma- <laughs> yeah. there. He's a prank expert, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about just mom horror stories, I guess, especially with raising boys. Some of the things you find oh, around I'm the sure house. Oh, I'm sure girls, too. Yeah, right? I, I have a girl. girl. Yeah. I have a girl. Um, you know what? She was very easy. She, yeah? She was, uh, yeah. Um, she has a learning disability, which has made which made her younger years a bit trickier. But once we got it all figured out, uh, she is the sweetest, nicest, th- most thoughtful young woman. I'm very proud of her. So, Aww. yeah, oh, and and my son's great too. I don't want to diminish that, but uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, it, being but not we being, know who your favorite is. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Well, it's so different. My relationship really is you don't so different. Worry about having favorites, you probably no, well, yeah, no, yeah. Oh. Thank God. But I mean, because I would. I'm no, fascinated I'm by my son because I don't know what it's like to be a young man. Like I know what it's like to be a young woman. So yeah. the, the way he behaves and how he socializes, um, it, it always fascinates me. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. so true. You're like, aren't you gonna get? Aren't you gonna cry? Like yeah. the jujitsu tournament. <laughs> I would have totally cried. Yeah, like. yeah, lots of things like, like that. Yeah. Like you know, aren't you gonna uh, go out and meet your friends? No, <laughs> no. Like he's he's fine on his own. Yeah, you know. just you know, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. See, I was huh. that kid growing up. Like my brother was the like the hockey son, mm. and he's the very like you know blue collar wife and kids. Don't we don't talk about our feelings? But I was the one who'd like I'd kick my parents' door open in the middle of the night because I watched a grass here suddenly be like, I don't want to get in a car accident. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Can I sleep with you? Yeah. It's like, well, you're four, so, you know, just terrified of life. That's, That's what, you know. Funny. Aw, you were, you were emotional, sensitive. sensitive. Oh, totally I was. You I had mean, we a good imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, yeah, I was definitely that kid. Yeah. So I think that was fascinating for my parents, for sure. Yeah. My mom especially. Yeah. But I used to watch, do you guys remember the, the movie Fried Green Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> the signs were there. The signs were there. So like every day, every day after school, I would come home, dump the bucket of Legos on the carpet and throw that VHS oh in of Fried Green Tomatoes and just like, Tawanda. And like, <laughs> my brother would be Bless. at the rink. Yeah. And my dad would come home and be like, why is this kid... <laughs> watching <laughs> this Jessica Tandy movie every single day. But it all makes sense now. For oh, sure. I love it. <laughs> that's know, that's very best. Like every day. Fried green tomatoes, eh? That was my, that was my jam, oh, for sure. That is jam. very funny. I yeah, love that. That was why. For you guys, though, You're like... way more sensitive than I am. Oh, I told... Oh, yeah. Always. I was always like that. I was, like, scared of everything and then just, like, emotions for everything. Like, mm-hmm. everything was emotions-based. Have you had to learn to manage those? Did your parents totally. help you with that? Well, you have my Facebook. Of course I've had to learn to manage <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my material. Yeah, yes, I've been, had to learn to manage It's an ongoing thing. I'll be well into my 40s when that's that'll probably still be happening, mm-hmm. for sure. But I want to ask you guys, though, like... You know, we were talking a bit earlier on in the show about getting that label of like you're going and doing a show and it's like, here's comes the mom, you know, mm-hmm. your mom comic mm-hmm. for you guys. Is that a bit of an escape for you is like, you know, you're at home, you're raising kids, you're balancing all these things and spinning all these plates going out and just dropping some material at a mic. Is that a bit of a vacation for you in a way? 100 percent. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, the, yeah. it shifts like you really are like I pick and choose my shows like when initially when I started doing stand up, I was trying to get up as much as I want. Mm-hmm. But you you don't want to like waste your time and have a bad night so you just i really try and do shows that i love and be around people i love because i don't have a lot of time and i I had the same uh, realization i remember being at a a pizza joint with three open mic comics and me and i'm like why am i 
here I, for real I, and so yeah. I thought you know you what I'm gonna start cura- I'm gonna experience. start curating and I have and I, I, I do shows that I, I love or with people I love and or, or make our own the show like make produce our, own our own shows yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. it feels more I don't know worthwhile I don't know if that's a, 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 value, a part of being a mom or just sort of aging in comedy in general once you're in a few years you know you start getting yeah. a bit more I mean Maria Bamford has that great advice she's like make it as easy as possible for you to perform well yeah yeah and so I mean, make it comfortable and not you're all comfortable that. in a like that's easy why I did way fancy pants it was like five minutes away from yeah. my house and I could do as many shows as I wanted that you can and, manage you know yeah yeah. But it is so an it was escape. Ease. It is fun. Like it is weird to do a show and then like go help with the parents at your kids' school in the morning. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you just have this sort of double life, or yeah. like kind of, I guess, or yeah. It's, yeah. It, you don't really feel like you fit no, in oh, totally 100%. anywhere. Though, or I, I, yeah. I never did. I, yeah. I'm always, but maybe that's just, I just me. Don't fit. In high school, it just feels like yeah, I, I don't really get along with. Not that I don't get along with the other parents. I just don't feel like I. Yeah, we're the same. Sometimes breed. I'd arrive mm-hmm. at school yeah. smelling like a yeah. hobo from the night before, and <laughs> yeah. and you know, well, yeah, because you almost like have like yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit, raspy you know? voice. Yeah, well, and I guess you get to go out and blow off some steam too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you get to say stuff that you might not necessarily get to say at home. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you're not going to say those things adult, in the schoolyard. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I tried. It didn't yeah. work out. <laughs> Sometimes fun to watch their reactions. But. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, we're going to find out more of the secrets of what it takes to be both a comedian and a parent right here on Mother's Day, right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, you. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Nailed it. Now. Back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's Mother's Day. We're talking about moms and comedy. And that's baby making music right there. (laughs) Quite frankly. I want to make a baby with Lenny Kravitz. With Lenny Kravitz? I don't want to make any more babies. No, but what if it was with Lenny? Babies make babies. Yeah? Or are you ready for that? I'm actually a little bit ready for that. Really? Yeah. I don't have to really do anything, just enjoy them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, when you're the grandparent, it's like, yeah. yeah. Babies are fun. And you get to do the fun part. Because the work is over in a sense. I mean, there's babysitting and all that, but it's like I get to do the fun stuff and spoil them and then wash my hands of it. And I think I feel that way because, you know, my kids are out of the house. Yeah. So I'm already going, oh, there's a missing there. Where mm-hmm. you don't have that no, yet. My, and yeah, they will not you're leave. You're not near no. there yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, for you guys, what came first? Was Were you already a parent and then you jumped into this world of stand-up? Like, I know Kate Davis, who's done the show before, she mm-hmm. was like married, had kids, and then people were like egging her on to try this. No, and she wanted to try then it. Then it's so a career, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, but for you guys, what, what came first? I was doing improv for a lot of years before I started stand-up, and, and when I was single. And then um, I got married, did a bit more improv, and then switched to stand-up. Oh, okay. So. I was a child actor. I was already yeah. doing like all that, all that stuff. Improv was there, but like I was working all the time. I worked all the time till I was fourteen. So then I went through a little bit it. of a rebellion. Blah blah blah. Moved to New York. Oh, at fourteen? Yeah. No, no, sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm precious. Of course, you come from that background. Yeah, I grew up in the business. Yeah, <laughs> the business. Mm, uh, Lucky yeah. you. And I dabbled in stand up in my twenties, but I st- I did sketch comedy a lot. And then I, I actually started doing stand-up after I was a parent, and I yeah. had a lot of stuff to talk about. I think I was ready to, like, talk about stuff. 
I don't know. It made me, my, my life was way more interesting. I don't think I would like, I mean, I think I would be a better now as a stand-up if I started in my 20s, but the stand-up I would do in my 20s would probably be kind well, of also, not also interesting. Yeah. Just, well, the you club, have access to all this life experience too, right? Yeah, like, you mm-hmm. just, and you don't give, I don't care as much. So you have that certain element of like, I found this the collaboration of sketch and improv more difficult with kids than yes. stand-up. So yeah. I, I found stand-up gave me the freedom mm-hmm. to just go where I want, if I had to book, you know, whatever. I mean, the idea, like, because I was in that sketch group with Phil and Sandra Badalini yeah. and the specials, which was so fun, but we were there was always so many wigs and rehearsals <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> time. And stand-up was just like, you just show up and do your, yeah. it's very self-contained. And you you almost go vent too. and... Yeah, I, clown? Not clown. I, no. did so, I did solo shows. Okay. So I guess solo shows... It has comedy in it. My dad would always tell me, you're doing stand-up. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm an actor. And he kind of was like, you're doing stand-up. But uh, eventually I was like, okay, you're right. I am doing stand-up. And it's, yeah, I think it's, that's a huge, you you get to talk about all this stuff and have all this life experience that most comics don't have. My mom started stand-up at 50. So she started yeah, doing, see? and she tours now with my dad. So there you go. Ooh. You never know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of, what do we have uh, coming up? Where can people oh, tuning yeah. in see you guys? Um, uh, Precious, that's me. Uh, I have a show with Melissa's story called Story with Chong at Comedy Bar. It's our Mother's Day special, which is next. Uh, Tuesday, May 14th at 8 at Comedy Bar, and Kate Davis is headlining. Oh, coincidentally, yeah. It all comes full circle. Yeah, it's a mom show. Excellent. And of course, Martha. Um, the big thing I want to let people know about is an album coming out. I have, I'm in the middle of editing it, but um, I just keep your eyes peeled. Uh, the working title is Fine Big Girl, um, and it should be out in about a month or so, a month, six weeks from now. Beautiful. Right. And of course, we have the She Dot Festival. We're, this is not doing anymore. You're not doing it anymore. It would be happening last weekend. It would have been happening last oh, weekend. Oh, but you recorded that under that label. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. still doing one off yeah, yeah. shows. We're yeah. still doing one off shows and things like that. So, yeah, the um, we're going to call it She Dot Productions uh, to do, yeah. Keep the legacy going. Yeah, for sure. And of course, Kelly Fanson. You're all um, over the place. I hear you, your voice on stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, voice stuff for sure. But I've also, um, in the last few months, started to integrate um, guitar. Like, I'm doing musical comedy. Oh, okay. So my first official musical comedy gig is in July at the Silver Springs Music Festival. Um, and uh, and then my short film is being released. Um, there'll be a public screening uh, this summer. Cleverly disguised. Beautiful. See, look at that, listeners. You can Yay. balance raising a family, being a comedian, acting, voice, all the stuff. You can do it if you're you as good. You can do it all. If you are as talented as these three. Thank You'll you to our panel of moms. And, of course, to all our listeners, happy Mother's Day Thank to happy all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. Right? Happy Mother's Day, everybody. You deserve it. all of us here Treat at yourself. Inside <laughs> Jokes. Be kind to your mom. Thank your mom. And, of course, keep listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the dating and relationship show with Laura Bellotta, which could lead... To parenthood. (laughs) (laughs) Typically, this is true. Now for this week's comedy listings. Don't forget to check out comedybar.ca for upcoming shows. Check the schedule of shows there and hit up Crack Me Up Comedy Club, now open in Brampton, and of course the 420 Comedy Club at Greenleaf Vapor Lounge. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Sam Morrill. I think that's great that uh, Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy. I think it's great to have murderers played by really hot actors with apex. And, um, <laughs> isn't that weird? When it's like you don't have to go that much better looking. It's like when Charlie. Remember Charlie Theron played monster, and then uh, and then that's got to be a mixed feeling for that woman because she's in prison. And they're like, Charlie Theron is going to play you, and she's like, really? And they're like, yeah. I mean, they're going to auger up a shitload, but. Um, <laughs> 
you know. It's like, you could have just said the first part. You didn't have to. Just ran to my biological father on the street. I was telling my friend about it, and he was like, is your biological father a good person? I was like, if he were, I probably wouldn't refer to him as my biological father. <laughs> Take a little more ownership over that. <laughs> I look exactly like him, though. Yeah. I show my friend a picture. He was like, oh, my God. It's like you guys were separated at birth. We were. <laughs>